Are you still suffering from supply chain issues? Are they disrupting your operations? Well, have no fear because Graybar has you covered and you can rely on their nationwide logistics network to get what you need, where they need, when they need to get there and all within budget. Graybar is a trusted and leading North American distributor of electrical communications, data networking, industrial products, literally supporting products of any industry, construction, hospitals, industrial plants, schooling, it doesn't matter. Just one clear mission to serve as that vital link in the supply chain, adding value for customers and suppliers with innovative solutions and services. So here's what you need to do. Visit graybar.com to start an order today. Visit graybar.com to start an order today and fix those supply chain issues with Graybar. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your DFS preview for this week's Sanderson Farms Championship. Joining me, as he does every single week to break it all down, it's Greg Ducharme. Oh, what up, Greg? Oh, man. Uh, by the way, nice <laughs> shirt. Uh, we'll start off there. Yeah. If you're not watching YouTube, uh, it's a good opportunity. Rick got my text and put on the same color shirt as me, so it's looking good. YouTube.com. Slash, I think it's first cut podcast, something like that. Yes, I'm getting go. the head. I'm getting the head nod from Jacob. Check us out on YouTube at First Cut Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. And it's chicken time, Greg. This is the chicken championship, right? Sanderson Farms, baby. <laughs> let's go. It's a great trophy. Oh, the best. I mean, it really is. That's one you. I mean, you'd love that. That adds a lot of flavor. No pun intended to your uh, trophy collection. If you're a multi-winner, multi-time <laughs> Flavor. winner in, Flavor. in golf on the PGA Tour. See what I did there? I always thought they should make replica. Okay, so there's a lot of great tee markers on tour. I always thought they should make like slightly smaller replica tee markers and sell those. Like I'd have a shelf full of them behind me or do it with the trophies. The trophy's great. Uh, what's, an, what's another great trophy? Rocket Mortgage is pretty strong. You can take that thing out and you can hold it up like a – what's his face? Yeah. What about Zozo? Do you like the Zozo? Which was the Zozo one? Zozo is the one you got. You got to remember Tiger holding that up. It's it's a big circle. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! I mean, it looks big, like one of those fans. A, yeah, it, or a ring light, <laughs> or a ring light. It's I was a, waiting. Yeah, I, I was. We we tweeted this out. Our first cut pod tweeted this out earlier. I was waiting for somebody to start the argument that the Masters jacket is the best trophy. Not a trophy. Not the trophy. Don't forget right. That. Well, there's another there's another trophy, which is a great right. trophy. Yeah, of course it is. Um, but the green jacket right. is not the trophy. The green jacket is not the trophy. That is uh, another perk. Maybe maybe the most prized perk of of winning the Masters. Most definitely. Uh, all right, let's jump into the Sanderson Farms Championship, breaking all this down for DFS purposes. We are at the Country Club of Jackson, Jackson, Mississippi. It is a par 72, 74, 7,500 yards, Greg. And the only way that I really kind of describe this, uh, it's a very average course. You know, it's a par 72, which is uh, par 72 and Bermuda, which is basically the most common setup that we get on the PGA tour. Uh, it ranked almost dead middle in terms of difficulty last season on the PGA tour. This is like an average PGA tour course. Right. There's no tricks about it. It's nothing that's going to 
I would say there's not a hole that really stands out as a signature hole. There's not a, you know, we're not talking about a place like the Waste Management Phoenix Open where you have a couple areas that are famous um, for whatever reason. There's not really um, too many penalty areas out. It's not, it's not going to knock your socks off, but it is very straightforward. It's a, it's a Donald Ross, I I guess um, it's originally a Donald Ross design. So there's a lot of really good qualities to it. It's, it's right out there in front of you. Nothing's going to trick you up. Um, So it's, I I like watching it. You're the story this week is the players. The story is not the course. Uh, I always appreciate a great golf course, but you're going to get, you're going to get a very straightforward test of who the best player is this week. Much better field than we had last week. We've got the back-to-back rookies of the year in the field. We've got Henrik Stenson here. We've got Doc Redman back in the field, but we don't have King Louis. Louis Ustazen has withdrawn, so he was penciled in uh, into the $10,800 slot on DraftKings. We'll get to that range in just a second, but Louis is out. He has been replaced with, I just had this up, Doug Gim. The Gim Reaper takes his spot. You liked him last week. Maybe, I did. Well, I guess we'll get to him. Maybe we'll like him again. We'll get to it. Yeah, he he like played his last like four holes a couple over and missed the cut. Uh, we have a viewer question, Greg. So reminder, you can send in your questions into Apple Podcast Reviews. Drop a five-star rating. Leave your question in there. We will get to it here. This one from Vinny Lion Parr. He asks, where do you get your DraftKings stats? Is there a way to subscribe and access stats and salary information electronically? Uh, I might be biased here, Greg. Uh, I use rickrungood.com. It's my site. It's where I have course stats, cheat sheets, all that good stuff. That's what I use. Uh, Luckily, there are a lot of other great sites out there. I think fantasydata.com has stuff you can access. I don't know what you use specifically, Greg, but uh, there are a lot of great sites out there. Yeah, I prefer rickrungood.com. Yep. Uh, that's definitely the best. And I also, I, I rely pretty heavily on the PGA Tour website. Yeah. Um, the PGA Tour does a couple things that I really like. One, you can usually find uh, information on the golf course. And they'll take you through a couple of pictures and a little explanation of, and you can actually get a hole by hole analysis. There are other places like rickrungood.com where you can get more of a statistical breakdown of the golf course. Uh, and then as for player stats, specific player stats, if you're not on rickrungood.com, you can also go to the PGA Tour website, search players. They have so many statistics. Um, so that that's a site that I use um, heavily as well. So there's I, I a lot of great people, information out there. Yeah, I don't think people realize there's like – 600 official PGA tour stat categories, <laughs> like everything, unreal. some of them might not even be that helpful, but they're out there. Like there's so yeah. many of them. And there's a couple of things. If you're searching, this is just a, a little, you'll hear some statistics on maybe on the broadcast or you'll hear some, uh, maybe we'll talk about some statistics. And if you search a player on PGA tour.com and you don't see that statistic in their profile, you can go to all stats and there's more. There's even more stats in all stats. And then you just get, you get a ranking list and you can scroll through and find a player like something like bogey avoidance. You're not Mm going to find bogey avoidance on Scotty Scheffler's page, but if you go to the bogey avoidance stat through stats, all stats, 
scoring bogey avoidance, which uh, over par scoring bogey avoidance, which I've done before. I've, I've navigated the site a few times. <laughs> you can scroll down and find Scotty Scheffler's bogey avoidance. So there, there are a lot of unique statistics out there that you can find. Um, and the PGA tour site is one site you can use. The only other site that I would use is uh, of course, rickrungood.com. Of course, let's cluck our way into the $10,000 range. Scotty Scheffler leads it off 11,400. Louis Oosthuizen out. He was 10,008. Sung J M is 10,500. Will Zalator is 10,002 and Benny on an even $10,000 flat. Greg, this is the first time we're seeing Scotty Scheffler since he tested positive for COVID-19 since he withdrew from the U S open. Now, especially with the departure of Louis Oosthuizen in this field, I think it is very clear of two things. He is probably the best player in this field. And I also think he is going to be one of the most popular players in this field. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And for good reason, yes. uh, he's certainly deserving of it. So I'm a big fan of Scotty Scheffler and this is exactly the kind of event where you would be all over Scotty Scheffler. I, I mean, when I look at this golf course, I think you're going to see uh, some pretty big advantages in distance guys who can drive it long, like, uh, like our past two winners, Cameron Champ and Sebastian Munoz. If you can drive it long like those two guys, you're going to have a big advantage. Uh, and the statistical breakdown I've been looking at says, hey, uh, driving distance and putting is really important this week. And those seem to be the two correlations. Of course, iron play is always important, but that's where my focus is drawn to, driving and putting. And that's what Scotty Scheffler does. He's really long, and he makes a lot of putts, especially when they're birdie and eagle putts. So there's a lot to like about him. The one concern with Scotty here is, well, I guess there are two concerns with him. One, the price. He's now $900 more than Sung J.M., who's the, the next highest-priced player. So once you're in that range, now you got to start dipping down into the low seven six thousand dollars range, and you really got to hit in that dark horse range, which I believe this week is, is a challenge. There are players I like, but it's a challenge. I, I actually, um, so I, I simultaneously believe that Scotty Scheffler is like in a vacuum, the best player here. And I also have a lot of concerns about putting him in my, in, in my lineup is uh, coronavirus one concern. Uh, I think that what he's been doing for the last three and a half weeks being an unknown is a concern. Like right. I, I assume he had to quarantine for some period of time. Right. I don't, I don't know when he last played. I also think that uh, I don't even care that much about the salary, even though it is uh, the highest salary he's ever been only the second time he's been over $10,000. Now he's 11,400. Uh, I'm more concerned about everyone just flocking to him. And if he finishes T nine, he has, he has not paid himself off. So I think, I think that's my bigger concern, but yeah, like what has he been doing for three and a half weeks since we, since we've seen him last? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. It's a major question. And I guess in a way he, he shouldn't really be at the golf course, right? You would think that he probably isn't allowed to be at, at the golf course. Maybe he's at a week where he could after yeah. 10 days, but I'm sure he went through all the proper protocols and I'm sure he's going to find himself prepared. You just don't know how that, how that goes. He's priced this way because of a hot finish to the end of the year. Um, going into the U S open as a guy who a lot of people had on their radar, a lot of people liked and all of a sudden he's out. And now he's got a quarantine and that, that time off can, it, it can throw off a, a really hot streak. So there are some question marks and concerns with the popularity, with the price. I'm likely not starting my lineups with Scotty Sheffield. 
Well, it's a lot easier now to start your lineups with a Sung J M who, I mean, he told us, uh, I mean, he kind of found something with his irons at, at the Wyndham. He started to hit a heavier ball. It was much, much more crisp. He, he lost in a playoff to Sebastian Munoz here last year, obviously a place he's got a lot of good vibes. I mean, Will Zalatoris is back now. He's no longer the odds on favorite. He's 10,200. He earned his way in via a top 10 last week at Corrales. And he hasn't had to dip into those sponsor exemptions yet. He's somebody who's like, you know, he's, he's got something to play for. Those top tens are very valuable. Uh, I, I think they're easy. They're easy pivots. Uh, I don't know. Would you go back to, are you playing Will again? Like, let's talk about Will. Well, so I think without Louie in here, yeah. and even with, even if Louie was playing, I, I think Will is a very interesting start. And we're going to get to the 9K range, which I think we both really like this week. Yeah. Which is a huge factor here. So I, I like Will. He's probably a little overpriced and I'm not sure where his popularity will be. You'll know more about that than me, but I'm, I'm willing to ride this one out. I'm willing to stick with him. He's been playing great. Uh, the first three rounds didn't go great last week, but uh, he, he capped it off with a great Sunday performance, which is exactly what you need. In fa- I mean, that's valuable in fantasy golf. I, I don't know if he paid himself off, but it, he got really close and it was yeah. a, it was a, a solid performance with that Sunday round. So I, I think that breeds a lot of confidence and it's a golf course I think is going to be advantageous to him. So I'm in, I'm very interested in will and I like his recent form. I like his confidence and I like results that we've seen out of recent corn Ferry tour graduates early in PGA tour seasons. And the way that he's been playing, I, I mean, I, I think it continues. So I'm almost willing to take that risk. You know what I did? I just bet him for a top 10. Uh, and then I don't have to worry about him. And and the reason I did that is because very there are very few situations in golf where he has a very specific goal that is not winning the golf tournament, and it aligns with a bet. Like like you know he's going to be looking at that top ten line all week long because that gets him into next week. It it continues to allow you to get starts without using the sponsor exemptions. I I I bet him top ten. Well, and it, and it just gets you closer and closer to that special temporary exemption. Yeah. So if he can get another top ten here. I don't know where he'd stand, but he'd be really close. You get another week, and now you're almost in a position where you can, if you want, you play one or two more times. You can take a you can take a little rest, a little holiday break, and come back next season with plenty of time, plenty of starts to earn that special temporary status. You, you can get yourself to where you're like one great event away. So I, I think he's in great shape, and I do think this is an important week for him. So I'm looking for success. The other thing I like about Will, he stands out to me. Part of it is, what else do we have in this range? Sungjae, I love. He loves the course, which is clear. But was his success last year at this golf course, which we've described as very average, just because he was playing so well. Now we have some, we have question marks about him. He's been a little bit inconsistent. I'm not back to that point yet where I trust him to be my, my horse, my anchor. And Ben on, I have real questions about the the putter, as you know, and I, I'm not crazy about him anchoring my lineup. So Will, almost by default, because of the concerns we mentioned with Scotty Scheffler, because Louis Ustazen's out, because Sung J.M. hasn't been that consistent of late, and because of Ben on's um, volatility due to the putting, I, Will stands out to me. Uh, let's let's jump down to the 9K, because I, I, could, I love... Basically, if you're in the upper 9,000s, I love you. 
Like I could back Sebastian Munoz at 99, Sam Burns at Love 98, it. Doc Redman at 97, Zach Johnson at 96. Like, can I just, can I find six guys here? Like, like this is, this is unbelievable, Greg. Who's, who's your favorite? Well, I'm kind of with you where I love Munoz. I love Burns. Doc's hard to stay away from. Zach Johnson is probably where I draw. I am I know he's been playing well. I'm not sure this is the best kind of golf course for him. I'm not sure this is where his advantages are going to shine through the way they did at Wingfoot. So I have questions about Zach Johnson. But uh, I think Sam Burns is kind of the guy that fits the model the best. Um, Sebastian Munoz does too. But you look at Sam Burns, who had a really strong performance um, at, at the Safeway Open to open the year. He was right there in the mix. I thought he was going to get the job done. Um, and, and what he does really well is drives it really well. And by that, I mean really long. I mean really long. And he also uh, putts quite nicely. And I think that combination this week is going to be important. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of a Cameron Champ type style player. I mean, this year he averages 316 off the tee, right, which is – um, which, which is some great distance. Last year, he was 16th in, in strokes gain off the tee, driving at 312. He was 8th on tour. And in strokes gain putting, he was 30th last year. So you see that kind of correlation. And then what do we have so far this year? Tied 7th at Safeway, tied 28th last week. I think he's playing quite well. There was one round last week, 78 on Saturday, which just leaves you scratching your head. But he backed it up with 66 on Sunday. So I think I'm riding the Sam Burns wave. You could argue the fact that he shot a 78 on Saturday, which was the worst round of the day, and still yeah. finished T28 is unbelievable because it tells you how well he played for the other three rounds. Uh, I agree with you. Here's a stat for you. Uh, no golfer in this field has gained more strokes per round than Sam Burns has since the tour's restart. That's pretty there strong. There and that doesn't, include, that doesn't include last week, right? It doesn't include last week because there was no strokes gain data from last week. So right. that's there's an that's, interesting wrinkle here in our in our third event of the season. <laughs> I know. I hate it. Uh, I, I would argue that Sebastian Munoz, who his lead-in form to his victory last year is very reminiscent of his lead-in form to what he's doing right now, a similar number of cuts made, a similar number of top, 15-ish finishes, and I would argue his top 15 finishes this year are better than his ones last year. Obviously, this is a place with a lot of good vibes. And then Doc Redman, friend of the pod, $9,700 Doc Redman, who I could make the case pretty easily. He's a top three ball striker in this field. Uh, you know, we didn't get a chance to see him tee it up at wings foot. He was the last alternate who did not get in. So he was the third alternate that week. The first two alternates got in. So we haven't seen him since Safeway. He's getting more and more comfortable with his name at the top of the leaderboard. He's finished third in two of his last three starts. I mean, uh, knocking at the door. I, I I might have three of these guys in like the vast majority of my lineups in this in this upper nine range. Would you ever? Would you fade anyone in the ten k or higher? Fade everyone in that range and start here with maybe a yeah a Burns Redmond stack or a Munoz Redmond kind of a kind of a start. Yeah. So when I, when I recorded my, my other preview video earlier, I had Louie as like a great pivot out of the, out of that top 10 K range. And then he, it comes out that he WDs. I think it's now even easier to fade that entire range where there's only four guys up there. One, I have big question marks and he's the most expensive golfer in the field. The other guys have been kind of, eh, I don't know, you know, Sung Jay's been kind of all over the place. Ken will continue this magic carpet ride and Benny on could lose six strokes putting and be out of it by Saturday. I mean, like, I think it's very easy to start. 
start your lineups in the 9K range. Yeah, I do too. And they're quality players. Like Doc Redman, you mentioned how 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 uh, he's one of the better ball strikers on tour. I was doing a little reading on this event, and and when you get fields like this, which is stronger than last week, but not the strongest field by any means, you tend to get a lot of guys who are inconsistent ball strikers. If you and I went out there and watched these players, you'd be amazed. Any one of them will amaze you with their ball striking ability. But um, relatively speaking on tour, they're rather inconsistent and they don't generate great statistical numbers. So it's hard because they're a little more inconsistent. They're a little more week to week. And Doc mm. Redman has proved to be one of the more consistent ball strikers. So that that kind of puts a circle around his name to me. Sebastian Munoz, I think he's riding a lot of confidence. Last season was huge for him. So I think he's kind of a name you're you're circling, and Sam Burns seems to be in uh, in really good form, with the exception of one round, which to me that drops his that round dropped his price down significantly, and I'm I'm very interested. So I'm with you, Rick. I love this range. I want to drop drop down to the eight Ks, but do you have anybody at the bottom of that nine that we want to spend a few seconds on, Greg? Uh, Luke Liss interests me just okay. because of his uh, his general makeup. He played pretty well last week. Um, and, and he's really long off the tee, which bodes well. And I believe he has a tied second. I, I think he has a tied second here at this event in the past, which, um, again, bodes well. So he looked like he's swinging a little bit better. I think his form is rounding in the right direction. And he's a guy that I'm interested in, but compared to the top of the nine K range, he doesn't, he doesn't really quite stack up. That runner-up finish was in 2017. Uh, all right, go. we're going to get to the 8K range and below, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I do my best to live a healthy lifestyle. I try to get out there, work out, break a sweat when possible. I'm not necessarily a fitness or a, a wellness freak, but I'm just trying to be a little bit healthier every single day, which is where Sun Warrior comes into play for me. It is a plant-based, eco-friendly, performance-boosting, all things brand that I want to talk about. And it's their active nutrition line that is something that I've been messing around with over the course of the past couple of months. And it's really working out for me because with protein, creatine, pre-workout and hydration, these products are designed to optimize your performance. And I'm always up for optimizing any aspect of my life, even boosting my own energy reserves or being more hydrated after a long day in the gym or on the golf course. It really does turbocharge my recovery. It's something that I really take seriously and it's real nutrition for real life. So go check out sunwarrior.com and use code first. And we're back. $8,000 range, Greg. It is led off by Henrik Stenson at 8,900. Emiliano Grio is here. Goes down to Lucas Glover and Zinzun Zong at a flat 8,000. 
thousand dollars. Uh, I thought Stenson was pretty interesting. I, we we kind of threw our hands up last week. Uh, we didn't really know what to do. He played so little in the restart, and we don't have the stroke skate numbers to back it up. But the bit that I did see of Stenson on the telecast, I thought he kind of looked like vintage Stenson, like these piercing iron shots through the wind and like kind of firing darts. And I was like, oh man, this this looks pretty good. I'm much more optimistic now than I was seven days ago. Again, just like we said with Doc Redman, he's one of the, uh, he's amongst the class of the of the field, especially when it comes to ball striking. It's so consistent. Uh, and I do think there's more of an advantage for him this week than last week because he, he is accurate off the tee. He can hit a lot more fairways, even though there's not a lot of rough. It's yeah. still an advantage. So you're going to see him ball strike his way around. Question is, what does he do with the putter? So I would say I'm so-so on him. And I kind of feel the same way all the way down that first portion of uh, the, the upper half of the 8K range. I mean, Emiliano, to me, is going to be a – I kind of see him as a popular guy. He's like me an too. easy – he's an easy pick. But mm-hmm. I was looking at – so I was looking at him because he, he draws uh, some attention for me. And he struggles on Sunday. The last two rounds, 73 on Sunday, last two tournaments of tw- the 2021 season – in 2020, Rick, he only had two Sunday rounds in the 60s. One was the 69, one was a 65 at the 3M, everything else in the 70s. So that concerns me. Uh, and, and you don't see that real win equity that says, okay, well, he can come out. So maybe he proves me wrong, but I think I'm staying away from Emiliano this week. There was a great clip, and we've heard a couple of golfers, I think, say this, but there was a clip floating around Twitter this morning where, I think it was from last year, Brant Snedeker, uh, he basically said this this turns into a putting contest, uh, the way that this sets up. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Greg. Uh, Emiliano Grillo can't putt. He can't putt. Yeah, He's outside great. outside the top 180 each of the last two years. He'll find it. He, one week, he's going to find it. It might be a couple of years from now. He'll win a golf tournament again, but there's never going to be any indication of when it's going to be because he's so good from tee to green, and he is so poor on the green. So I, I it's almost impossible to try to figure out the week. Yeah, um, um, and another guy, Rick Sergio, yeah. in that range at yep. 8,600. He's the same story. It's like the golf. It doesn't matter how, how the golf course plays. Sergio's going to hit it great and misses birdie putts and misses bird, and then he'll three putt once, and then he'll hit it to two feet and make a birdie. And like he's one of those guys that can shoot par anywhere. And I don't think par is going to be good enough this week. No, it's not. Producer Jacob uh, chimes in. Grillo 92nd on tour in round four scoring last season. That is uh, not good. Yeah. Um, especially if you're trying to win golf tournaments, which these guys are doing. I'm much more focused on the bottom half of this $8,000 range. You know, Patrick Rogers, who is on, I don't know, six, seven consecutive cuts in a row. He's coming off an 11th place finish last week. He's that rare combination that you alluded to earlier, Greg, where he gains strokes off the tee, he hits it pretty far, and he can putt, which is usually two things that don't necessarily go together. Um, then you've got, you know, uh, who else did I, uh, Cameron Davis, Cameron Davis, almost any way I slice it, Cameron Davis's name pops up. I think he should be at least a few hundred dollars more expensive. He's still oh, yeah. trying to, he's still trying to find his way again on Saturday, on Sunday, finding himself in contention, what's going to happen. But these are the type of events that are make for great first time wins. Let me tell you. And you look at Cameron Davis and he's, 
Um, he's just been all around it. He's been playing great at the 3M Open. This is where it all starts. Well, first of all, he's coming off four straight miscuts uh, to kind of restart the, the season, starting with the Charles Schwab. Gets to the 3M, tied 12th. Barracuda, tied 32nd. The Wyndham, tied 15th. Uh, with three straight 65s to close out that tournament. Tied 29th at the Northern Trust, which was a significantly more difficult field. Um, so still, uh, you can tell that there's some solid form. Comes into the next season with a tied 36 at the Safeway. 71 in the first round, kind of played his way out of it. Never really had that low round. But still, the play is there. The play is solid. I'm with you, Rick. I, I, I think Cameron Davis and his uh, his makeup as a player – and his confidence right now, I, I think he's going to have a great week. I, he's probably my top. He and Rogers are my two guys in this range that I really like. Here's one of these great stats that you can find in the rickrungood.com database. There are two golfers since the restart who are averaging one stroke gained per round and are gaining in all four categories. Okay, so they're playing okay. well and they're doing it in every category. It is Sam Burns and Cameron Davis. That's it. That's wow. the list. And they're pretty, wow. yeah. And, and Davis is what a thousand, two thousand dollars cheaper almost, yeah. uh, than, than Sam 8,100. I mean, that's a great, it's a great price for him. It is. So a great I, price. I'm, I mean, I'm buying him in almost every, I mean, I think he's kind of in my core. Definitely. Definitely part of my core. He's been so reliable. $7,000. We've got a couple of familiar names here. Charlie Hoffman, Denny McCarthy, Charles Schwartzel. It's a big range. We're seeing that huge $7,000 range again from DraftKings. It goes down to Johnny Vegas, Mav McNeely, Nate Lashley, uh, last week's champion, Hudson Swafford, also in this range. Is there anybody of note that you're focused in on, Greg? Uh, well, Rick, I know there are a couple of guys that you're interested in yeah. and both of them are guys I've liked, like one of them who you have there, <laughs> Sepp yeah. Straka I really, yeah. last week, I really <laughs> liked, and he played pretty well. Didn't have, he had a great first round and then it kind of went sideways after that. So I want to start with you cause I, I'm with you on both of your guys. So who, who do you like? And I'm going to throw in two out of the blue gut feeling dark horses that I have. Okay, then I'll back you up with the numbers. Then we'll go to the gut here. So yeah. I, you were absolutely right to be to be focused on Sepp Straka over the last handful of months since we've been doing this because he he pops up. That's always been the thing. You know, he's got the 14th at Safeway. He's got the 18th at the 3M. He had, you know, two more top 15 finishes at the Workday and at Rocket Mortgage. But here's the thing that I like about him. He feasts on par 72s, which is the layout you're going to get this week in Jackson. He's gaining nearly a stroke per round on par 72s since the start of 2018. It's the third most in this field. The only guys who have been better on par 72s, Benny on and Scotty. No, no, sorry. Sung J M and Henrik Stenson are the only two guys who have been Oh, better. wow. Wow, yeah. that, that is a great stat. Great stat yeah, there. So and I'm with you on Sepp Straka. I love that. And then Denny McCarthy, uh, you know, noted putting specialist, but like his best surface is Bermuda. We've heard guys call this a putting contest, or this can turn into a putting contest. Uh, he's played here three times, and after he missed the cut three years ago, he finished seventh two years ago. He finished 18th last year. I think it's a good spot for him. Yeah, I think you're right, and he's playing well. It's kind of been a little boring. I've been on it. I've been on him for a while now. Yeah, and it's been like okay, well. Uh, okay, it's okay finish after okay finish. <laughs> right. And I don't, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence where I don't know if that means he's ready to pop or if that's just kind of what we're going to get out of Denny McCarthy because it is common for guys who are great putters and lean on the putting to have 
tournaments like this where it's tied 36, tied 41st, uh, tied 28th, and that's kind of your your range. Mm-hmm. So I wonder with Denny, but I think he's at a very fair price, and I think you can fit him in your lineup, and t- it, it's worth the chance in that degree. So I like him. Um, but Rick, let me share me. these <laughs> random gut feelings that I have. Names I circled, and I'm not quite sure why, although I have a, some reasoning, but there's no numbers to back it up. Um, I love it. First on my list, Chris Kirk. Okay. Chris Kirk to me has been playing okay. Again, not great, not terrible. There's no statistical thing that I really like about him, but he has some win equity. He's one of those guys that when he gets near the lead, he has the ability to win. And he has been somewhat vocal about it. I mean, I guess the one the one interview I've heard from him this year, he talked about how he's recently um so, uh, gain, gained sobriety, I guess is the way to say it. Yeah. So he's made some significant life changes and he said he's never been happier. So Chris Kirk is in a great space mentally. And you combine that with the talent that he has, the familiarity with winning, and it's worth a chance. And this is an event that he's played quite well at in the past. You'll see a win on his resume that was at a different golf course. Um, but he also has a, a top five finish at this golf course, which if you're looking, I believe Rick, it's 2015 when they came here to, uh, to, to Jackson, Mississippi. So that's, right. um, that, that's a guy that definitely I'm circling his name. And did it's you a see, risk. did you see the, the Chris Kirk first round leader backers last week thought they had cashed that ticket because uh, I guess the volunteer had his score in wrong and posted oh. him at like eight under on Thursday last oh, week. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then like 30 minutes later, he's now four under or whatever. Yeah. And everyone's like, what? What happened? <laughs> that, yeah, it was a big difference. It, it's not, that's not like, oh, he made four on 18, not three. Um, yeah. it, it, it's like four shot. What happened? It's like they missed a hole or something. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, that's um, funny. So that's but, okay. Great. Who's your, who's your other one? My other one is JB Holmes. Okay. And I'll tell you why now JB Holmes is not going to be a very popular pick. I understand that people don't necessarily like watching JB Holmes play, but he also like Kirk and probably more so than Kirk has win equity. He's not afraid of winning. He can do mm-hmm. it in big time events um, like the Genesis. He is very long off the tee, and and he can be a streaky putter. He's not going to be a great putter for a whole year, but he can play events and putt very well. Now, he, uh, since the restart, basically didn't play at all, played one event, WDs, because of a shoulder injury. So it's a guy who's coming off of injury who I think is way more talented, way more able than his price in this field. So I see a lot of value in this low $7,000 range for uh, or uh, I may be wrong on that price, but a he's, guy in the seven thousand, what he's is seven thousand? JB Holmes is seven thousand yeah, flat. Yeah, that's right. Bottom yeah. min min seven thousand. So I, I think there's a place for him in in some of your lineups. If you're in, if you're looking to swap out a guy and get some value plays, if you're looking to play, um, if you're looking to play, uh, Scotty Scheffler, I think he could be a good fit in there. He he has a chance of winning, and if he's sitting there as a 54 hole leader or co-leader, someone who's within four, uh, someone who's around the lead, he's going to be a guy that everybody's interested in. And he's going to be a name that you're going to recognize because he's won before. So I think he's a guy to take a chance on this week. Not in all. I don't think he's a core guy, um, but I, I think he's definitely a slot in here and there, just like Chris Kirk. 
Sub $7,000 hairs. Uh, I have narrowed this down to two golfers that I think are completely different. So you can kind of take your pick here. Uh, Adam Shank is $6,700. He's made eight cuts in a row. Uh, there is probably, that, that might be the longest active streak in this field. I think there's a couple guys with like six or might be one with seven. Eight in a row might be the longest active streak. I'd have to check on that. Uh, and so it should be no surprise that he's made all three of his cuts here in Jackson, including a seventh place finish two years ago. And then if you really want the guy that he's already catching a lot of steam, he's 6,700. He was like 225 to one to win this golf tournament. It's Davis Riley. And if you don't know who Davis Riley is, he's already won twice on the Corn Ferry this year. He's like third in their all-around ranking. I think he's second in birdie average on the Corn Ferry. And he's a Mississippi kid. He's from Hattiesburg. Uh, he played this event last year. He made the cut. He finished 39th. Here's the thing, Greg. We talk about this all the time. The line between guy number 100 or 125 on the PGA tour and guy number three on the corn Ferry tour is very blurry. That line is very blurry. It is oh, absolutely. Never, it has never been more blurry than this year where those guys would have came up. Guys would have lost their card. Got like, there would have been a reshuffling that we did not get. So I think if it has ever been closer, there are a lot of guys coming off the corn Ferry who are probably better than the bottom ends of these PGA tour events. And I think Davis Riley is like exactly that guy. Well, especially when you get near the 125 range, depending on how those guys got there on the PGA Tour, you're talking about a, a major difference between top-end Corn Ferry Tour and, I'll call it, bottom-end playoff guys on the PGA Tour. The biggest difference between those guys is is confidence. And when you're sitting at the bottom of uh, a group, whether or not it's the very best group in the world and you're extremely talented at, at your craft, you, you don't have the same confidence as somebody that just won a tour. And as you said, the line's really close. So I, I think confidence is really important and it, it's definitely something to go on. Producer Jacob with, I don't know how he researched this so quickly, did confirm that Adam Shank uh, has the longest made cut streak in this field. He was tied with Louie. Uh, who's now out, and it's the T7 longest active cut streak on tour right now uh, for everybody, not just in this field. Pretty slick. Uh, who do you have under Love 7K, it. Greg? First and foremost, um, at $6,700, I like Scott Harrington. Um, Scott Harrington, it's mm -hmm. a great story. Mm -hmm. Last year, he was one of the one of the, um, the the favorites and definitely one of the more watched players because get his journey to reaching the PGA Tour was quite interesting. He's 39 years old. He was a, a PGA Tour rookie last year, which I think it's just it's a beautiful story for so many different reasons. You talk about determination and willpower, and um, and then you add in the fact that his his wife was uh, battling cancer, and they got through that, and his his wife Jen. So it was um, kind of a, a story that could bring you to tears. But he's playing some really good golf right now. Uh, at the Safeway Open, he was tied 36. Rounds of 66, three straight 70s. And he went down to Corrales, shot 65 in the first round. Um, 74 on Friday kind of put him out of contention, but 69-70 was good enough to get him a tied 14th finish. So I'm looking at Scott Harrington as a player who also uh, fits the mold somewhat, at least in the distance category. But last year on tour, he was above average putting. So he was... Um, averaged 307 off the tee last year. That was 24th in distance. And he was 85th in strokes game putting, gaining uh, mm -hmm. 0 
strokes per round. So I think it fits the mold enough. And I think Scott Harrington is ready to really sniff the top of a leaderboard this week. Yeah, I've, I've seen his name. Uh, we were kind of talking before. It's just like, I couldn't tell you what his results were off the top of my head like some of these guys I can, but I'm like, I feel like I've seen Scott Harrington yeah. just, you know, up in the first couple of pages. Yeah. So I, I think that's interesting. And I think you've got one more, don't you? Yeah, uh, Tom Hoagie. Um, he's been a, he's always a favorite of mine when he's below 7,000, kind of like, uh, Alonto Griffin, how we really like, I mean, you have that rule. If Lonto's under seven, you play him because <laughs> it usually works. Well, Tom Hoagie is not on the Lonto level, so to speak, but he is very good in one area of the game. And I like that when you get down below 7,000, you find somebody who's excellent at something. And he is a great iron player. He was 35th last year, strokes gain approach the green. Um, the play is okay right now, tied 21st at Safeway. It's not going to knock your socks off um, or anything like that. The end of the season wasn't necessarily great. Tied 27th at the Wyndham was kind of the highlight. It was a, a tough playoff for him. Um, and that, that tournament at the Wyndham included a 62 in the opening round. Um, so he, he can go low. He's got, he's got some ability. And last year, early on in his first start, he, he came in second. So I think early in the season, it's a good opportunity for him. I'm kind of clinging on to that iron game and hoping that he gets hot this week. I dig it. He certainly does not back down. We saw that a handful of times when he gets up on the first page of the leaderboard. Yeah. I think that'll do it, Greg. Sanderson Farms Championship. Would you like a fun fact about Sanderson Farms? Yeah, hit me. The only Fortune 1000 company headquartered in the state of Mississippi. Come on. That's that's like statistically improbable. Well, I mean, it's not improbable that you found it because you do great research and Thank you, you did again today. So great job. Uh, one of the best trophies out there, right? I think so. It's a chicken. It's not a rooster, right? No, it's a rooster. It's a rooster. Yeah. It's a rooster. Oh, okay. Uh, we will be back all week long, obviously. Back for tomorrow's mega preview pod. And then, of course, round by round recaps. That right there, that's Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at TheRealGFD. You can find me on Twitter at Rick Good. This has been The First Cut. And we'll catch you next time. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.